In part two of my interview with this sergeant from a mid-sized agency in the Pacific Northwest, we tackle the subject of deadly use of force and why, under certain circumstances, it is necessary. We then turn to the rewards of the job, the people she remembers, and the impact they've had on her, and how, in her view, sharing a little about herself and listening to people goes a long way toward what we discussed in part one, which is the value and the need for officers to show their human sides. It's an uplifting and inspiring way to close our conversation. I know in part one, we talked about a lot of heavy things. You know, I have one more to cover and that is deadly use of force. I know when we did our pre-interview, you mentioned that everyone should be able to go home at the end of an incident. And I agree with you. How do we then understand the appropriate use of deadly force? There are incidents that we see in the news and I hate to speak to any of them specifically because I wasn't there and I don't have all the details. But deadly use of force is occasionally necessary. And it seems like we're in a place because of the hatred toward the police and because of how much this is covered in the news and not necessarily in a balanced way. So can you enlighten me in terms of when it is appropriate and necessary? Deadly force should only be used when there are no other force options available to save the life of someone when every other option doesn't exist. There are times when someone pulls a gun on an officer, people think, well, shoot the gun out of their hand, shoot him in the knees, you know, or someone comes at them with a knife, oh, it's just a knife, shoot the knife out of their hand. But that's TV. That's not real life. When you're talking, you know, oftentimes you will hear, well, why couldn't they just shoot him in the leg? Or why couldn't they just shoot them in the, in the arm? I thought the same thing. Like, I don't get why they had to shoot him in the, yeah, just shoot him in the leg, like you said, you know, like in the movies. But I, I'll tell you this, I never shot a gun before I became a police officer. I've had hundreds of hours of training in firearms. The level of difficulty in shooting a specific limb on a body is really, really high, especially when you're dealing with situations where a person is more than likely not standing perfectly still like the targets that you might shoot at the range and try to shoot the biggest part of that target and then try to shoot a hand, try to shoot an arm, try to even shoot a leg because they are, they are targets that, that are set up where you can, you can see all of that. And then factor in weather, factor in maybe lighting, could be hours of darkness, and then factor in movement. Because like I said, more than likely a, a person is not going to be standing perfectly still so that you can shoot such a small target until, and, and then factor in stress, factor in breathing. Suppose this was a situation where a person's moving, running now and, and shooting at an officer. There are a lot of factors that I think that most people don't consider when it comes to what is necessary. So we've talked a lot about some heavy things. I'd like to talk about what the job has meant to you. What have the rewards been? Who are the people you remember? Well, for one, the job is, it's, it's meant a lot. For one, with other officers and other employees of the department that I work for, I've acquired a lot of friends and some even family 
you know, I mean, we're, we're one big family, but I mean, there are some people on this job that will be my family for life. The work that I've been able to do in the community has been rewarding because again, I feel that I've been fortunate enough to find a position where I get to represent the un- underrepresented. It's been awesome to have community members and organizations express thanks and gratitude and support for me and the work that I've done. And I've made my family proud. This is something that I know has made my parents proud, my husband and my children and my siblings. They're super proud, you know, so I couldn't be happier with that. Having a profession where I truly have an option and an opportunity to make a positive difference any given day. Like I couldn't ask for anything more than that. And so for that, I am so appreciative of this opportunity being presented to me when it was and, and for me to be able to, to do this work for almost 20 years. And now I'm in a position where I'm able to mentor people who are newer on this department I can pay some things forward, which is awesome. As far as people that I remember, countless officers, some of which are no longer with us and have passed on. Community members, you know, I mean, I've had cases that have been memorable. There's one in particular that that just really stands out. I was working overtime and had to take a domestic violence call. A woman called 911 because she had been assaulted by her boyfriend. And when I got there, he had hit her in the head with an object, and she had injuries from it, but he had left the area. I let other units know to look out for him. I went to look for him and everything, couldn't find him. And a couple hours later, he ended up turning himself in. And his mother was the person who made him turn himself in. So she brings him to the station, and I spoke with him. Of course, after reading him his rights, asked him if he wanted to talk, and he said he did. And so he says, well, I was assaulted by her. And he said, she hit me with an object. And I said, okay, well, were you injured? Because uh, honestly, that could change things. And you know, if his injuries were worse than hers, and depending on his story, she could have been the person that I would have ended up arresting. So. He showed me uh, where he was hit with an object and he had a little tiny, tiny, tiny mark on his hand. And I said, okay, is there pain with that? And he goes, well, yeah, that hurt. And I'm like, okay, so she had a lump on the back of her head from being hit with a large, heavy object. And he had this tiny, tiny scratch. And I said, okay, turn around, you're going to jail. I arrest him and as soon as I put cuffs on him, he called me every single name that you could imagine. He cussed me out all the way from from where I arrested him all the way down to the jail. He continued to cuss me out at the jail. And then while we were in intake, a phone rang and he looked and he goes, oh man, that's my mom's phone. He had accidentally grabbed his mom's phone and we had it in his property. His mother was very, very nice, by the way. So I said, okay, you know what? I'll get your mom's phone right back to her. I can do that. But he had other property as well that ended up being taken into evidence. So then he ends up getting out of jail and he starts calling me. 
And I had messages from him at some point where I was back to being every every name in the book that you could think of. And you better give me my property and blah, 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 blah. So at that time, I had to take a couple of trips out of town for a family member who was ailing and eventually passed away. I remember calling him when I came back to work after listening to all these messages. And I said, I got your messages. And then he starts yelling again. I said, listen, I haven't been at work. I've been out of town. A family member of mine just passed away. Now that I'm back from the funeral, I'm more than happy to get you everything that you need. And then his whole entire tone just changed. And he goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I said, you know, I appreciate that life happens, but this is what you have to do. And here's how you go and get your stuff. And he thanked me. So his whole tone changed. Fast forward, we go to court and I see him outside of the courtroom and he came up to me and he says, I just want to say thank you. And I said, oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. And he says, I just want to thank you for everything that you did. I'm on a better track now. And he talked about some things that he was doing that was like all in the right direction. I'm like, that's very cool. And he said, and, and I'm really sorry about your family member. And I hope you and your family are well. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Because what I tell you, this man absolutely hated me, hated me, hated me. He hated me. And, and in my opinion, it took me exposing my human side. I didn't have to tell him anything. I didn't have to tell him. I'm going through this. We just suffered a loss in our family. I didn't have to tell him any of that. But if that's what it took for this man to see that I'm a human being too, it was very cool. I don't know what came of it, but I just, I do remember in the courtroom when I was asked to identify him, he looked at me, nodded, and in, in a way that said, you know, go ahead, do whatever you have to do. It was very cool. And I told him out in that hallway, hey, you're going to get through this. And then you have the rest of your life ahead of you. So it's moments like that that make me feel like I'm in the right place. Well, I think so too. Thank you. What's so interesting is I've had a number of officers say to me that the people who've come up and thanked them are people that they've arrested. Yep. And there's a piece of insight that I wish a lot of people around the world or around the country could understand. Yeah. You're not doing it to hurt this guy. No, I'm doing it because at the end of the day, the people who commit these crimes that they get arrested for know what they did. For me, a successful day or a great day, especially when I worked patrol, involved the person who I arrested thanking me at the end of our interaction. Those were the best days because I felt like, I don't know what happened, but this person was okay with that accountability. And maybe, 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 just maybe, this could be a turning point for them. I had a guy once, I did an extradition, had to fly out to Chicago to pick a guy up who was arrested for a crime he had committed out here. On the plane, he talked and talked and talked and talked. And he was actually very, very funny. But my partner goes, oh my goodness, I cannot do this. So he puts on his headphones to listen to music. And I just, I listened because the guy's stories were really, really funny. Maybe it's the 
the counselor in me that, that can't help but to listen. But I'm, I'm always interested in why, right? So he's telling me just all these different stories about what led him to what he did. And I believe in his case, he shot somebody. So he was arrested for, it might have been attempted murder. But anyway, he's, he's telling me all these stories. And, and with all the crimes he ever committed, at the center of it all was a girl. It wasn't the same girl, but it, it always had to do with bad choices in women. And so, and I told him, I said, well, you see what the common denominator is. And he goes, yeah, I, I gotta do a better job of picking women, you know? And I said, or you need to start focusing on yourself, you know, because it, it, it seems like this is a theme for you. So anyway, when we got back, my partner ended up transporting him to jail. Right as they were driving off, he says to me, he he wants to say something to you and i'm like okay so he rolls down the back window and and he said with the most sincerity i just want to say thank you for treating me like a human being i just wanted to say that that's all and that went a long ways with me because it i didn't think anything of it i just thought just talking to a guy who happened to make a bad mistake it sounds you know but i thought that that was really cool and and he told me that you know, I, I got a lot of things to think about. You you had some really good points. I thought that was cool. I'm grateful that you chose law enforcement. We need you. And, you know, I believe there are a lot of officers out there that approach the job the same way. There are. There are a lot of officers who do awesome work, and they do approach the job the same way. And maybe... You know, whatever way they approach it, I just know from my personal experience that there are so many great men and women doing this work for all the right reasons and and being the good. Well, I think that's a wonderful place to end. Thank you, Sergeant, for your time. Thank you for your commitment, your sacrifice, your service. Thank you so much.